You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's News and Insights podcast, Tax Wrap. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Tax Wrap podcast, episode 67. I'm Steve Burnham, and I'm joined this week by Andy Nguyen and uh, Lisa Gregg, as per usual. Now, we're talking today about possible reduction in the um, company tax rate. What's all that about? I think one of the things that came up over the weekend was... Uh Senator Arthur Sinodinos actually pointed out that in the upcoming federal budget, there is a possibility there of some form of a tax reduction for business. Now, we did know last year we did have a rate reduction of 1.5%, a very token rate reduction at that uh, for small businesses. So that is entities with an aggregated annual turnover of less than $2 million. So it seems like this this upcoming budget might contain some tax cuts for oh, right. companies. Is it to let everyone else catch up to the same tax rate that the small business... We presume has? so. We don't know We don't know any of the details. So no. whether that's the case, whether it's going to match up to that 28.5% that we've got, it's going to make it extremely difficult to do our ranking accounts, Lisa. But um, exactly. yeah, we, we don't know how that's going to pan out as such. Actually, that's, that's a good point. Um, what does happen with the, the dividend... All the all the imputation sort of things. What's what's the yeah, deal well, with that? Yeah, well, well, Steve, um, with the with the small business one, they're still allowing you to frank at a hundred percent or thirty percent, whichever way you want to think about it. So it's a hundred percent franking, which means the thirty percent. So you can still frank at thirty cents in the dollar, right? If that makes sense to you, so, because um, otherwise uh, it, the calculations would make very difficult because you'd then be franking at twenty eight and a half percent, being a 100% franking. Doesn't it make it confusing, Andy? It, it, it does. does. It does indeed. I think one of the things to note with this maximum franking percentage, so which is set at 30%, is that basically you're passing that benefit on to shareholders up front. So it's really towards the end. So if you were to wind up the company, for example, where you know, you're know you short of franking credit, so that's where you the, the chickens come home to roost, to put it that way, in the sense that you won't get any more benefit at, at towards the end. And right. that's exactly right, Andy. When we looked at the small business one, remember we said, uh, you know, small businesses never really worry about their franking accounts, Steve. <laughs> you know, so because, you know, they're just going to what they pay in tax, they just pass it on and usually they're the shareholders, so it's all okay. But it could be very easy if, um, you know, you, you're giving all your taxable income back as profits, as dividends, if I can say that you could be running your franking account at a deficit, which means you've got to do a, pay a lot of additional tax ah. to sort of correct that. Yeah, I think one of the things with the dividend imputation system, it was introduced back in the mid to late 1980s as a way to avoid double taxation. So people were entitled to a credit to the extent that, that the company has already paid for tax. And so in that regard, talk of any sort of reduction to the company tax rate will have its implications or flow-on effects to, to shareholders because of that imputation system. Yeah, Randy, that's right. So they're basically going to have to pay more top-up tax. So if you are a shareholder yep. of, a, of a company... Of a large company? Or oh, a shareholder of any for. company, okay. yeah, that's yeah, private or, or public. Um, if there's a reduction in the uh, tax rate or your franking credits, um, you're going to pay more in top-up tax. Right, right. Yeah, and one of the things as well to to note as a result of that is why is a company tax reduction a good thing? So if you were to take a step back and and think about it, why is it a good thing? The the argument follows that, well, you you get to keep that, you know, whatever reduction is and and you basically reinvest that into additional assets or more staff or various other things for your business. And in turn, you would hope that through that reinvestment, uh, you would derive a, a larger profits and in turn, in, in turn, larger dividends back to, to shareholders. So that's the 
that's the logic behind a company tax rate reduction. Um, however, it, this will probably affect a lot of people in the short term, potentially because when businesses do retain onto those funds, they will reinvest those funds, but it's going to take a bit of time before it can potentially uh, create larger dividends to shareholders. Right. So, yeah. you know, if you use your BHP or your listed companies, that's how it would typically work. So, so in the short term, shareholders, your mum and dad, typical investors won't necessarily benefit from a company rate reduction until they wait for their return on investment to to, to come to, back to them. To come down. I've also heard arguments about um, the uh, another long term, or perhaps not shorter term, effect is to have um, to see workers' wages also potentially benefit from this. Um, what, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, so so that's that's what proponents would say in favour of a, of the company tax cut. They're of the view that if you were to to reinvest those funds, then over, over the medium to long term, workers will get um, higher wages as mm. a, as a consequence. But they might just employ more people, Andy. So it's one of those things where, I mean, if you looked at, at Treasurer Morrison, he's talking about jobs and growth and, you know, we have a spending problem, a lot of revenue problem. But I think the indication of reducing the company tax rate to basically pour more money into a business to potentially grow that business. Yep. So therefore they'll earn more revenue, which means they'll pay more tax, employ more staff. And of course, you Every and I- Every employee pays tax. So. You've, you've just done the stats from the latest stats, um, the ATO statistics right. as well, Stephen. You know you, you know for a fact where we get the most revenue from. From individual taxes, exactly. Yeah. Correct. So I mean, that's what it is. So it's a vicious circle. So, you know, the proponents are saying, yeah, um, salaries will go up. Well, I don't know about you, but you know, CPI is so low and it's very nice to have your your boss or your CEO or CFO going, we'll just put your salaries up by CPI. Um, And CPI is quite low, even though I feel like I'm spending a lot more at the supermarket at the moment, but my car's the same price as it was 20 years (laughs) ago, just about. So yeah, I'm a bit perplexed, but I mean, Mm. I think that's what the argument is. You know, Mm. is it increased salaries and wages? Bill in total, which means we'll just employ more people. So unemployment will be down. And that was one of the things I think... um, um, the opposition leader, Shorten, said that he would say we'll have no unemployment or fully employment or something like that, which is one of the things the Labor Party is talking about going into this election in 16 weeks' time, if that's what we see. Well, that's the thing with the uh, – well, it's not – an election actually hasn't been called, but we all know that uh, it's in the offing, isn't it? Uh, uh, that's correct, Developments yeah. this week. That's correct, um, Steve. Uh, I think one of the other things to also note with company tax rate reductions was – in the Henry review, several years ago, there was a recommendation to reduce company tax rates. They were saying that in the order of roughly about 5%, because that's roughly what the OECD averages. Um, oh, yeah. The one thing to note about the current uh, 30% rate is that we haven't had a reduction uh, since the 2002 year. So so that's how long. We've, we've basically had the same 30% tax rate for the last... 14 years now yeah. so so how, how do we compare on the OECD basis yeah I think I mean we're probably on the higher higher end there are mm-hmm. a number of countries that are higher than Australia so mm. I think the US and I believe Japan is is one of those countries that actually do have a higher rate than than Australia so we're sort of sitting somewhere towards the top end um, whereas the average is, is roughly about that 25% okay. mark. And the Scandinavian countries as well, Andy. I noticed that a poll came out. I can't remember who from now, but what were the most livable countries were or where people were the happiest. Or I can't remember exactly what the terminology was. But, of course, the old chestnuts, the Scandinavian countries were up there and Switzerland and I think Australia came in. 
I think we came, I think New Zealand came in seven and we came in eighth or something like okay. that. And we're the ones that have got high income taxes. All those countries that were happy have higher taxes than, right. than than most. So does that mean that we have good infrastructure and good healthcare, good education compared to other countries? Well, well I don't know, but that was just another thing that mm. I listened to over the over the um, weekend. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's all very interesting. I mean, it's all going to be matter greatly uh, uh, w- when the election that's coming happens and uh, it's going to be an exciting, well, exciting, interesting time working up to it. And now, of course, we're looking at an earlier budget than, than we thought. Uh, yeah, we've now. had to do a, f- a few shufflings around of discussion groups and things That's like right. that in well, terms ta- of administration at taxpayers. But uh, we'll still give the, you know, the next day or that night coverage of the budget. And doesn't matter what day it is, we'll still deliver to the same right. level as what we did last year, yeah, which so was very well received. Uh, tune into taxpayers on budget night. We'll be live tweeting and putting out news stories, but especially the next day to have the full wrap up of uh, what has happened on the budget and our analysis of that. And, uh, and, and, of course, the following taxpayer will have a lot about what happened and what it all means. And I just hope there's a lot in it. I mean, at the moment, um, disappointing, I think, was one of the words you mentioned to me today, Andy. Uh, we're disappointed that uh, everything was on the table and uh, now the table has been flipped, perhaps, <laughs> Andy, is the right way to put it? That's correct. It was a, there, was a Twitter, uh, there was a tweet on, uh, from our friends at House of Cards saying that uh, Mr Turnbull's flipped that table because he didn't actually like what was sitting on it at the moment. So, right. <laughs> so we'll for all those House of Cards fans, <laughs> FU 2016? That's mm. right, yeah. So hopefully we'll we'll get to see some decent policy coming out of this up-and-coming budget. Yeah, I just yeah. hope... I mean, look, I just hope, Andy, that this um, company tax rate reduction, is that actually going to make it through? Because there's been a lot of premature policy announcements that then sort of gets thrown under the table... So yeah. let's let's just see what happens. I mean, we're just purely speculating, and even the best journalists in the world haven't been able to get an answer no, out of any of no. the. You would hope that things leaders. would stick a little bit more from now on in, but we'll we'll, we'll see. Yep. So yeah. we look forward to seeing what happens if we have a double D, and um, we'll <laughs> definitely be around on the third of May to bring you all the greatest budget coverage we can. All right. Well, look. Uh, thanks, guys. Again, it's been illuminating. And uh, listeners, you can find us on iTunes by searching Tax Wrap. Subscribe, and if you enjoy our podcast, please leave a review. And if you've got a topic or an issue that you would like us to discuss or touch upon in the show, reach out at uh, Twitter at hashtag TaxBrap or email email us at podcast at taxpayer.com.au. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Lisa, again. Thank you, listeners, and we'll be back next week.